Welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Hey. She's folding laundry. I'm folding laundry. <laughs> How lame am I? <laughs> you uh, might hear like a flapping in the wind once in a while. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and we've got uh, newbie co-hosts Will. Yep. And Caitlin. Howdy. Hey. And today we're joined by uh, special guest Matt A. Yay! Hey. Hi, gang. Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> Shoots guns in air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll insert that effect later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll insert like a Tommy gun sound or something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the coming thing. Yeah, the coming thing. Tommy guns. <laughs> I hope we see that. Uh, so usually I ask the guest how their Briscoe history, but I've done that. Uh, any updates on how you're enjoying the show overall? No, but I'm guesting on another intro, uh, another podcast, Advanced Briscoe. Advanced. Because so it's got heavy work cut out for you. Oh, God damn it. Okay, you have to you have to bring them down from the inside. Okay, sabotage their feet or something. <laughs> <laughs> this Advanced Briscoe podcast will not stand. Uh, all right, so uh, let's. Coming thing, but Advanced Briscoe. Ah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> in the words of someone wise. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the high and low winners of the previous episode, uh, Crystal Hawks. We've got uh, for the low point, uh, Mel and Will's pick oh, of yeah. Crystal and Briscoe making out is the winner of the shittiest point in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> uh, and the winner... Of the high points is Mel again yes! with Colonel Bowler. Oh, I'm an all-around winner today. <laughs> yeah, I think all you need to do is stick Bowler in your pick and you win. Well, we get an automatic Robin vote right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed at least one. Yes. Um. No. Uh, we got a late email for the previous episode from Heidi. It says, "Hey guys, Briscoe is wanted for murder. This should be good." Oh, I'd open a bank account for a free branding iron. The <laughs> no. battle of the battle of the bounty hunters was fun. We got to see a lot of different people in the role, with all their different methods, and it was great. Bowler's first encounter with Crystal was a lot of fun. I disagree. You got punched. Uh, we got a little more information on the, the orb, but I'm with Briscoe on this one. I wish someone would just give us a straight answer on this thing. I couldn't believe they caught John Bly. It was too good to be true. So of course he escaped. Briscoe was already cheating on Dixie, but I liked Crystal. I hope we see her again. I'm thinking Will probably will like her better than Dixie. <laughs> uh, this was a good episode. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. I don't. Did we ask Will that last time? I think you liked her better, didn't you? I don't remember. It feels like it's been a month since. I think we definitely did discuss this. Yeah. yeah. I think you basically I, like anyone better than Dixie. I think you even ranked the love interest, didn't you? Probably. Oh, we should. Oh, yeah, we did talk about. We should do that at the very end, like rank them all by like. Yeah. Most liked to least liked. Well, I think we all have already decided that Buller and Briscoe is on the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the bottom is the professor's daughter for me. <laughs> yes, so far. He's the worst. Actually, I feel like we need to see her again. You didn't give her a good a chance. <laughs> no, I have a new uh, bottom. Bane of your existence. Bane of my existence, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyone have any uh, guttural reactions to this episode right up front that you just want to get out? Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? This- yeah, what does that mean? We'll explain later. Okay. <laughs> Explaining a lot of things later. Yeah. 
What were you going to say? I just wanted to say that this episode really got me thinking. About... I think we should write, like, a Briscoe history book. It kind of similar to, like, the Onion Atlas or Encyclopedia, the Onion, like, news website. They wrote an encyclopedia of, like, history facts. Uh-huh. And so we should make one of, like, Briscoe history facts, too. <laughs> <laughs> and al- I like it. Alternate history wiki or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you have to be really careful, though. Like, I gave the book to my my family and they were reading it and it just really confused them so sometimes it's just so close to the truth that it's just confused <laughs> <laughs> them uh, we'll have to put uh, little asterisks uh, everything in here is a lie well that's what really good liars do is they mix they mix a little bit of truth with like a lie yeah. and then it just makes it that much more believable uh-huh. <laughs> alright well I wanted to say up front that <laughs> the music in this episode was intrusive and annoying oh I wrote that did you? Okay. I wrote intrusive. Yeah. It was a bit like Benny Hill-ish or that something. I underlined. The music is really intrusive. Yeah, it's very, like, they're trying to go for a rock biker thing, I guess, but it felt like they also amped up the volume of the music, so it's they more in the floor, foreground. Yeah. And just all the, the, the guitars and stuff. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> um, Alright, so you want to get in the recap? Yeah. Okay, so Steel Horses, uh, Risco and Socrates are going to see something, uh, something... Already I was falling asleep. <laughs> twice when we, we watched this episode twice, and twice I almost fell asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I did the first time. First time, sorry. <laughs> I just couldn't, I don't know, just whatever they were talking about, I was just like, this is so boring. Ugh. It was probably all of Socrates' talk about losing his job. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Maybe I'm just cold-hearted. <laughs> Maybe. You know, no love for Socrates? No, I just felt like, I don't know, there was something about the delivery of the lines this episode that just didn't catch my attention. I don't know. They're... The villains weren't very interesting. The villains? Yeah, they, were they were very cardboard. Oh, yeah. yes. That was a point I was going to bring up, too, was uh, usually they say the saying goes, a uh, hero's only as good as his villains, but... I find the opposite's true in this show. The heroes are really interesting and funny and likable, and a lot of the villains are just throwaway, I found. Except for, you know, a couple standouts here and there. But especially... Yeah, but especially this episode. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Socrates is afraid of being fired because he's going to take Briscoe to see the, this new coming thing in transportation. Uh, they go into where they're stored... And they are startled by steel horses being stolen. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Did you not like that? Uh... Oh, no. It was, it was... <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> there, there, Briscoe. You're cute. You're a cute show. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at you trying to be clever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't really like the... Uh... I don't know if I like the premise so much of this episode with the steel horses. What'd you guys There think? were so many coming things in this episode, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it was overloaded. Yeah. Yeah, I think the steel horses were my least favorite of I the felt, coming things. I feel like maybe like well, I know like every episode they do that, but like I feel like this episode they were trying to go off in a whole different direction with the show. Yeah. Which, you know, they were just trying they're just desperate at this point. They're just trying to appeal to like everybody. <laughs> 
It's like an episode where they threw in the orb because I really want the orb, but they didn't do anything with it really. Yeah, just had a cameo. <laughs> they like they, they carried it around on a stretcher, like Cleopatra or something. Like <laughs> I was half expecting them to like massage it or something. <laughs> no. Or maybe they should have treated it like the Ark of the Covenant. Like, don't look at it. <laughs> they kind of were. <laughs> it was no, it was the uh, the from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There, the you know when they carry the the thing there. Which thing? The, is it the holy hand grenade? Oh yeah, yeah. Like carry- <laughs> yeah. the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I like that this was, that the orb was in this episode, but it wasn't an orb episode. Mm-hmm. And I think wasn't that that the guy loading it onto the truck? Didn't he show up in the previous one? Um, the same actor as the the federal guy, as one of the guards the, of it. Yeah, he was like at a table or something. Got held up. I can't remember. Could but, be. I, I just like that they're doing a little bit of world building. So it's like the orb is still here, even though we're not really talking about it. You know, it's right. Just like when um, Dixie saw her face on the coin and it was that callback to Jalisco. True. I like I like the callbacks. It makes the mm-hmm. world feel bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the steel horses uh, drive out of there and Socrates urges Briscoe to go after them. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so after the credits, Socrates is fired. Will, did you take notice of the chapter headings? Yes, chapter one was Steel Horses. Oh, Aww, that's not creative at all. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> There's no pun in there. Um, so oh, yeah. By the way, what? like the story, I know I was barely listening to what Socrates was saying in the opening thing, but <laughs> I. He was talking about some guy that sh- was wanted to show the motorcycles to his 93-year-old mother. <laughs> not really something that your 93-year-old mother would be interested in. I don't. I'm not sure if they would be. <laughs> I'm just thinking about you know what Granny's like. She, <laughs> yeah, she probably had a heart attack. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill her. <laughs> Anyways, I was just questioning that guy's <laughs> motives. <laughs> Witchcraft. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Socrates is fired. <laughs> Uh, bowlers hanging out. But in you know there. What? Uh, what? I didn't care about that because I knew they would hire him again. <laughs> it's like the tenth time he's lost his job. <laughs> yes. well, maybe they wouldn't hire him again. They blew up his workplace. It sure didn't feel final though. Mm. I don't know. I wasn't convinced. Uh, oh, Socrates mentions that this tech is twenty years ahead of its time. <laughs> how do you know that? Like. You mean, how would you make that prediction? Yeah, how would you predict that it's 20 years ahead of its time? I feel like people say this all the time in TV shows. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I don't know how they come up with it. What was that? The orb killed him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But actually, if you look at the actual history of motorcycles, I was reading a bit about it. Oh, also, the first motorcycles did have wood wheels. Oh, Uh interesting. (laughs) There must have been some rough ride right there. Yeah. (laughs) But these looked a little more advanced than the ones, motorcycles that in actual history were made at that time. Mm -hmm. These motorcycles in this episode look like the 1902 Triumph motorcycles. Oh, you did some research. I did. And (laughs) guess what? When I was watching this episode and was watching, like, the, the... criminals ride around on the motorcycles i'm like hmm is this also a coming thing like motorcycle gangs motorcycle gangs yeah well i i found a really interesting article about it and apparently there's an international journal of motorcycle studies (laughs) i'll post the article to the group but um yeah that sounds really interesting (laughs) (laughs) um so lord bowler uh brings this knot called a blood bite knot and it's apparently the handiwork of 
Juno Dawkins, the I don't know the most loyal of John Bly's gang, I guess. I, Which is kind of weird because the whole time he's just talking about getting money from John Bly. <laughs> well, he, yeah, but he also, he, he's like, we'll get paid, but we'll also get this thing, and John Bly really wants it, so it, it felt like he was. Briscoe even says he'll do anything for John Bly. It's just weird that, you know, we've had the most gentlemanly member, the pirate member, and this guy's like the biggest brown nose member. <laughs> <laughs> oh, biggest kiss ass. Yeah, yeah, biggest kiss ass. I agree, though, that the rogues gallery here is pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Briscoe's only going to go after them if Socrates gets his job back. Uh, Best friends. Yep. Then we uh, cut. What if the robber baron dude said no? He just. <laughs> I guess he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> John buy him the orb. <laughs> well, was it about the orb? I don't think they knew about the orb involvement at this point. Probably, if he if he knew about that, yeah, he would have done something. But, um. So then we cut to some government men, and they're informing a driver of his route. So he can deliver the orb to Nevada, which... Is that where Area 51 is supposed to be? I do think so. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Alright, so a little reference to a coming thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this is apparently the fastest rig. Nobody can catch this, this wagon. I'm not sure why. It doesn't seem very aerodynamic. <laughs> it seems pretty heavy. I think it's just the logistics of it. If everything planned out so well. Yeah, maybe. Um, then we cut to some dude eating a peach. Do you want to talk about this scene, Mel? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> he was like every, like, cliched... Like, he was like a cliched Disney henchman sidekick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he had the buck teeth. He was really stupid. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to strangle I just didn't like this scene. It was filled with not interesting characters. He was so annoying, this guy. And mm. it's just full of bad jokes the whole way through. <sighs> Anyways. You guys have any thoughts about this scene? I didn't feel so strongly about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Wait, which scene is this? The one with the... the, the gross old hillbilly dude. The, the hillbilly. The guy in the, was the wagon. The stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what, what it was. I, what he was doing. Who he, he was in relation to the others. Mm-hmm. No, it was just there to be annoying. I got a... This might seem a little weird, but I got a Mad Max vibe from this scene of guys on bikes in leather coats going through the desert. Yeah. yeah. It was a, kind of an evocative image. Then there was the music. But Yeah, that ruined it. <laughs> kind of ruined it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, now was this scene bored me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Went on way too long. We thought the exact same way. Yeah. We went to dynamite. It was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just that they're always all... going to the dynamite. I don't know if it's all that all the actors are just really bad, or if they just have really bad lines. I don't know. I don't know. It's not dynamic. There's nothing happening. They're all it's cliches. Just really boring. Yeah. Um, I looked up the four actors in the gang, and they they really haven't done much of significance. Mm. So. I'm not even going to call out their names or their resumes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I know it was only like maybe like five or ten minutes of the whole show, mm. but we still spent way too much time with that hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he does not come back. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're kind of introduced to the four members of the gang. One's German, one's smart, one's crazy, one's the kiss-ass. 
Um, <laughs> deaf? Or oh, yeah. Deaf? The crazy one's deaf. Okay. Is he? Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> There's a whole thing in the episode. <laughs> I kept saying, oh, he's deaf. Oh. He won't hear you. Too many explosions, I guess, near him. He's always got that dynamite, I guess. It might be that music. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized of how frigged up their gang is, because if they have a deaf guy, a German, mm. like, how messed up is that gang? Communication. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's no... They're just oh, a bunch of bubbly idiots. How, how'd they come together? It didn't come across like that, though. Mm. It came across as if they could, you know... Well, I don't know. That, they made things work for themselves. The crazy guy, Angel, and the smart guy, Betts, they, they kept picking at each other. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I'd like to know how these four came together. Maybe that's an interesting story, but maybe not. <laughs> um, so, Briscoe and... Oh, actually, okay, they steal stuff from that guy. Whatever. And then uh, Briscoe and Bowler follow some tracks, uh, and they argue over whether rubber versus steel and wood tires are better. <laughs> And uh, Briscoe gets a little little uh, pissy when uh, <laughs> Bowler's like makes fun of his coming thing uh, predilection or whatever mm-hmm. predilection for looking forward to coming things. He's like, Briscoe's like, look, if we're gonna be partners, you gotta know something better. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, yeah, <laughs> this is this is my shit. <laughs> it's very important to me. Um. As uh, as foibles go, I think talking about the future is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the future all the time. Mm. Yeah. Um. So then uh, they come up on that merchant there, and uh, the place is trashed. Did you guys notice that they lift the wagon off him and it doesn't move an inch? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he's completely uninjured as well. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that in this episode. Yeah. So I guess that's a real wagon because the two actors could not budge it. Um, I can't remember which wagon it was, but there was a wagon that looked like a loaf of bread. Was it that one? I can't <laughs> no, it was the government one. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It was like a steel loaf of bread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Containing the orb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll me in there. <laughs> um... So they learn, uh, through that old guy, they learn, uh, about the plan that the guys have to catch the government wagon. Um, then something happens that I'm not going to mention right now. Because <laughs> I think Mel's probably going to bring it up later. What am I going to bring up? <laughs> that, the bad joke? Yeah, a certain quote. Uh, oh, no, I'm not even going to quote that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, ugh. I that know. was the worst joke. Is that? Bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. like even even like even Bowler like Julius Carey. You could tell that he was trying hard not to roll his eyes at the joke. <laughs> uh, uh, Campbell was trying to sell it, but it didn't. Work yeah, out. no, it didn't work. I'm <laughs> like, this is the old West. Like that was that. I don't know. I don't even know yeah, if that was a term for a person's. I feel like there's a few weird. jokes in here that just are, feel really creepy or feel weird. You know, they don't <laughs> feel right. <laughs> well, I just mean, like, Briscoe should know that he's talking about a donkey when he says ass. Like, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, so uh, the gang is in the town here. Uh, they're talking about their plan to help lie. Um, they need to figure out a refining method for their fuel, and they need some cash, so they go and rub someplace. Was that a bank? Yep. Yeah. It was a bank. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Spill Sphere. 
Who does? Zuno. I don't. He said smell the fear inside the bank or something like that. Ah, uh, those fear auras. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just talking them up, getting them excited. Yeah. Um. So Briscoe and Bowler uh, arrive in town, talking about the speed of the motorcycles. 70 miles per hour. <laughs> um, the bikers uh, are suddenly like coming towards them, and Bowler aims at the bikers, and he's like all determined. And then he doesn't. Then yeah. He just doesn't shoot. He just doesn't shoot. What? What'd you say, Will? Oh no! I was just saying he didn't do anything. Yeah. What happened there? Oh, I guess it's a family show. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, I, I thought he was going to shoot the bikes and the bullets are going to bounce off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just like to think Bowler's like, I am going to pump them full of lead all the way. It's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot uh, slightly above their heads. <laughs> <laughs> but he looked like a badass for a sec before the commercial break. It's a family show, but at, near the end, the two heroes are nearly set on fire. That's true. <laughs> They're covered in gasoline and nearly immolated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a guy falls off, runs himself off a cliff and crashes in a horrific crash. But it's a family show. This is where they draw the line. But there's no blood, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of all accidental. <laughs> yeah, I just can't have the heroes like purposely causing death, I guess. Um, so somehow Briscoe manages to lasso the German. Yeah, how they? I don't know how they caught up to him. I guess he just decided to go like all zigzaggy, and he lost <laughs> he lost some speed. I don't know. Or maybe he's just following the city speed limits. Yeah, <laughs> he's a stand-up maybe. guy. <laughs> he's German. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, Bowler gets cut off and falls off of his horse, and uh, Briscoe lassos him. Is it lassos or lassoes? I thought it was lassoes. I don't know. I've never heard lessos before. Yeah. Matt, you should go to, like, cowboy camp or something. I should. Proper pronunciation of I all should. these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the guy they caught is German. I can't understand him. Um, I feel like his German is really weird, and I feel like it might not be real. Yeah, I didn't realize he was German. Or... It didn't sound very German if you look at his hat, though, like his his metal helmet. <laughs> yeah, I figured he was German from that, but I was confused because I was like, it doesn't sound as, quite as guttural as it should be. Mm-hmm. But I felt like maybe, I don't know if you guys ever watched Inglorious Bastard, Bast- Bastards, but like that scene where Michael Fassbender's trying to convince the other guy that he's like German. <laughs> I felt like maybe it was like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he pretend to be German? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Michael Fassbender, you guys should look up, uh, I think it's something called like a platonic relationship with Michael Fassbender. It's a great Tumblr. Uh, Oh my god. (laughs) I see that. Were you going to say, Will? Oh, I was saying, I thought he was speaking gibberish and just that guy was the only one who could understand him. He thought it was some kind of joke like that. Oh, he's speaking actual German words, but the actor is from Portland, Maine. Oh. So, I don't know, wouldn't, you know, expect too much of him. Yeah. Well, you should look him up. Oh, no, that's the different Portland. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's like 14 Portlands. In- yeah, I just found out today there's one in Ohio of all places. <laughs> just like there's the a billion Springfields. Yeah, that too. Yes. <laughs> mm. um, 
So they go to see the professor, and he's teaching science to some students. Okay, I thought it was adorable when uh, he, the professor made that mistake there in the class, mm-hmm. and then Bruce Campbell was like in the back laughing, and I was like, oh, he's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminded me of my freshman year chemistry professor, who one day accidentally set himself on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> And on another day, he was supposed to get like a little dropper and just drip like a little one drop of some chemical onto something else. But he just picked up the bottle and started pouring <laughs> and it caused this big explosion. Uh. So it was always a cool class. We never knew if he was going to kill himself or not. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing you in class watching your your professor on fire. You're horrified, but... And him yelling, this is why you shouldn't do that! (laughs) (laughs) We were horrified, but then we all cheered once he put himself out. (laughs) Uh, My chemistry teacher had green fingernails. Oh! How did that happen? (laughs) I don't know. I thought maybe he's from some chemical or something. (laughs) He was Uh, attempting alchemy. Yeah. (laughs) He, just co- he comes in with a gold hand one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the good news is yes. it works. Bad news is clunk clunk. Yeah. <laughs> um. So after yes, after making a big explosion, he dismisses the class and uh, greets the heroes. Oh, and fashion watch. I just noticed <laughs> that the professor had like a weird couch material bow tie (laughs) yes it was very thick and it was like sticking out like crazy and he had like the leather apron which i thought was kind of cool and bowler has an old lady hanky scarf around his neck i just (laughs) noticed it's like all pink and purple with like flowers and paisley or something isn't that what he usually wears yes but i just noticed that i thought it was kind of it's very grandma-ish oh it was adorable Anyways, maybe that's... maybe sometimes he like he takes it off of his neck and he puts it over as a shawl and he goes in disguise. <laughs> oh wait, and the professor has a mustache now. Yeah, he did so before. Did he not before? I don't think so. No. Oh. I think he may have had like bristle in one episode, clean shaven in another. I maybe hmm. he's changing his styles for the ladies. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, um... The schwankies did like the, <laughs> the mustaches. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, Professor is distilling some gin. It's for a joke that'll pay off later. <laughs> uh, uh, professor says he can fix the bike even though he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> and uh, Briscoe's thinking about using it to catch the others. Um, and they need someone who can speak German, and uh, Professor can help them out. So, what'd you guys think of the next scene at the Horseshoe Club? Yeah, I was glad to see them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Katrina and Elsa are very open-minded. Uh, <laughs> maybe they just had too much time in isolation. <laughs> no men, so. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand their show. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a Dixie show, you know? Just entertaining. They just bang on stuff. Just showing off their muscles, man. I guess. Counting in German. <laughs> yeah. What were they making? Doorstops? What? Something like that. Yeah. What? I can't remember. Uh, and giving them out for free. This is a town that's starved for entertainment. Yes. <laughs> Dixie's Dick, away this week. They'll take anything. Yeah. Uh, professor says he's got a meaningful relationship with the Schwenke sisters. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna use uh, "schwanky" as my new swear word. <laughs> I'm gonna that word. 
Schwinky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we cut to the gang uh, again, pumping some crude oil. Um, mm. They say that Hans is the one who got them the info on the machines and taught them how to use it. So, I don't know, did he work for the people who built them or something? Like, well, the main inventor of motorcycles, Daimler. Okay. He's German. Oh. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um... So then we cut to Hans looking in a two-way mirror that Wickwire invented. <laughs> what did you guys think of this scene? Oh my goodness. That was ridiculous. This two-way mirror, they did all of a sudden they just pull that out of a hat because it would be useful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is my favorite scene of the series so far. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Good cop, bad cop. I just thought it was really funny and... It didn't feel labored like some of their jokes do. Yeah, I really like the uh, the two sisters. Like. The, the two sisters had good uh, good reactions, and of course, Bowler is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and basically invents porn in yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what Mel pointed out. Yeah, that, that's what weirded me out. I was like, is it really the coming thing? Porn? Yes, seriously? porn is the coming thing. <laughs> it just didn't seem right coming out of Bowler's. Out of a fam- on a family show. It yeah. just seemed so odd. Bowler wants one of these in his room so he can just turn it on and watch stuff like this. <laughs> okay, don't steal my quote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, the there's a good cop, bad cop uh, thing going on. I don't know what the good cop part is for. Do they even need that? Just they go just up and beat him to, up. They just needed to soften him up Why? before they scared the crap out Why? of him. Why? Just beat him up. Uh, I don't understand. Next time cop. I want something out of you, I'll just beat you up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like they're cops. They're allowed to hit him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he spills the beans, I guess. Um, and uh, apparently they're working out of Silver Poon Creek. <laughs> How did that place get its name? <laughs> was that, that what it was? I heard Silver Plum. Okay, okay maybe it was. But Mel and I no! both heard Poon. Well, sh- sh- We're going with Poon, okay. I should have looked at the subtitles, like the French subtitles. Oh, <laughs> that would have been gold. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I thought Hans was speaking gibberish, I was wondering what the French subtitles were going to say, but I didn't turn them oh, on. Oh, yeah. Can you read French? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can still read the English closed captions, so... Yeah. Mm, um, <laughs> so the girls tell them that they're after a him Um... <laughs> But then they're arguing about what he actually said. Yeah. Uh, so they go the long way around to discover that they're after a- after the orb. So now they've figured out the true plan. Um, and that they're holed up in a mine. So we cut to the gang and uh, Juno chews out Angel for messing with Bet some more. Meh. I feel like the orb has more personality than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like they, they just had to carry the orb around in a stretcher, and I was like, "That's a king that's going by right there." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's more, way more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> shiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bowler doesn't want to ride a motorcycle. Is my next note. Uh, he's worried about his job being uh, becoming obsolete. Um. And then uh, Briscoe smells the refined crude. I thought Bowler was the tracker here. Yeah. Well, he he just knows. He can only follow the sense he already knows. Like this is something just completely different, maybe. Maybe. 
Or maybe Bowler's all visual in the lines in the dirt. Yeah. Or maybe he just has like some secret to his tracking that he's not telling us. Mm. And it's not actually tracking at all. He can't track coming things. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they go in the cave and Briscoe catches Juno. Um, but uh, he, gets, he lures them further in and they are toppled by barrels. Which is like the second time in two weeks for Bowler. <laughs> that he got crushed by uh, wooden objects. I'm sure he's getting tired of it. Uh, then, yes, they get covered in crude and the fire is ignited and they run away. Boy, Briscoe is writing was so adorable. Did you <laughs> Thank you. I wrote that down too. <laughs> that was actually pretty delightful, yeah. I wrote it was classic Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Except I felt at this point it was actually turning into Benny Hill. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt really like too fast, like almost too fast. It just was like weird. Running with the, the warbly legs. With like the wacky music in the background. Yes. Like... Yeah, the music didn't help. Yes. Me. Yeah. I wrote down animated GIF opportunity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Briscoe throws some dynamite to blow out the fire, and they're blown through the door, but... I'm thinking if that's strong enough to break the door down, what would it have done to their internal organs? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, by the way, chapter two is called Sleazy Riders. Ah, see, there's the puns we're looking for. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad I have you to keep track of these uh, chapters because I never write them down. <laughs> uh, Bowler and Briscoe try to come up with a new plan. Briscoe's worried that Comet's going to be jealous of the motorcycles. <laughs> I like that Common got a little bit of a starring role at the near the end of this episode. Like we always get the Comet the Wonder Horse in the credits, but I don't I don't feel he's featured too often. They really let him shine this time. Yeah. Um So uh Wickwire has made some improvements. Uh, the girls banged out a sidecar as well. Um Bowler is going to be stuck in there. He should be the one driving. His legs are really long. <laughs> um, and, of course, the professor's got to put rocket fuel in it. <laughs> but it, oh, It's like a signature. Yeah. Which Bowler almost drinks. <laughs> Thinking it's gin. I like how uh, Briscoe can get into the science talk with the professor. <clears throat> um, so Socrates comes in. We haven't seen him in a while. He's worried about these changes to the bike and the, the safety of, of the bikes as a whole. Um, and we cut to the gang, and they're waiting for the wagon. I wonder what's the what the difference is between a regular bike and a bike with a sidecar. Like, mean? I wonder if they crash that much more often because there's like a weird like no know, protuberance. I think they're more stable, so they probably crash less. But I don't know because rem- remember that guy that like remember that we were storing that bike there in our garage for mm-hmm. your uncle and the guy that bought the bike he owned like a bike rental thing and he was talking about how he was renting out the sidecar ones and he said that every time he rented out one of those they always came back like all mangled <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes and so he was like I, so now he doesn't rent those out anymore <laughs> i don't even know if i've seen a bike with a sidecar because i guess i guess people are like oh yeah I'll be, I, I think i got the hang of this i think i can drive this okay and then mm. they come back and it's all like the sidecar is just all warped out of shape they probably just forget they have a sidecar and they, yeah. they knock it on a pole well, that's something. what i mean like i wonder <laughs> what the statistics are on that yeah. Uh, Briscoe tells Comet that uh, he can't catch those machines. So uh, Briscoe and Bowler get in the motorcycle, and uh, Professor gives them the crash course, but 
Don't touch that lever. <laughs> Whatever you do. Yeah. He he built the motorcycle, but he doesn't know what the when the lever is for. Maybe that was there before. <laughs> it he could just be left, left it over. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an appendix. It's got no use. I'm really sad. And they it's don't never pulled. Yeah, they don't. They don't pull it, do they? I thought for sure they would, and it would be like an ejector or something. The sidecar <laughs> oh. would detach. Yeah. That would have been awesome. A bunch of tacks come out the back, or an oil slick, or something. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that that would have been a good gag if it just launched a bowler. <laughs> uh, as soon as they leave on the bike, Comet gives chase. Comet didn't want that nice hot shoeing. Nope. <laughs> or the bunch of green apples. <laughs> Uh, we get shots of Briscoe and Bowler driving and Comet chasing. I feel like Bowler's really getting mistreated this episode, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if he would have been launched out into the air, like if that was what that lever did, mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, like he's probably it's, like. That's something that would happen to the sidekick in a show. <laughs> I know, but I just feel bad. Yeah. He doesn't deserve that. No. Nope. He's better than that. He's damn it. better than sidekick. <laughs> yeah, he should be equals. Yeah. Um. So where are we going? Oh yeah, the wagon gets to town. They switch for fresh horses. Um, then we go back to a shot of Briscoe and Bowler apparently speeding. But if you look at the background, they are not moving at all. <laughs> you can see some grass in the back just waving. It's, it's like they're not moving at all. It just like shook the, the camera shot. and they put in they put in uh, sound effects. But it's a close enough shot that. If you're not looking at the background really hard, you can't tell that that grass isn't passing by them. Um, that could be another opportunity for an animated GIF. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Going so fast. Uh, uh, they stop to track, and uh, I, liked how, I liked how Bowler's gun fell out of its holster, and I wonder if that was a mistake. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, thought, I thought it was. Abruptly. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. And uh, what did you think of Bowler's tracking skills? He can see things even when they're moving so fast. He <laughs> <laughs> can get a lot out of dirt somehow. Yeah. Um, it's Maybe just a, he's got a special relationship with the Earth because he's part native. I think that's what we're <laughs> supposed to take. From this. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's pretty lame then. <laughs> yeah. Why is it lame? Oh, well, not lame, but I don't know. Cliche. I don't know. Cliche. You're lame. <laughs> I am. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> Uh, so the gang goes and attacks the wagon Um, I don't like they're on motorcycles but there's no protection on these things that guy in the front with the shotgun when he fired his shot I don't know how he didn't like just hit Juno square in the the chest and take him out but uh, Angel attaches some uh, dynamite to the the uh, wagon yeah yeah the door um, what else happens here? <laughs> Not there. They have like three motorcycle riders. One to attach the dynamite. <laughs> another to distract and shoot. Mm-hmm. And the third guy. What was he doing? I don't know. Sabotaging his own his own <laughs> partner. There he doesn't. Yeah. Bet bets bets knocks over Angel, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, just getting back at him, I guess. I didn't catch what he said when he did it, though. Oh, I heard it, but I can't... Uh, I think he said something like, your service has been concluded. <laughs> something weird like that. Uh, yeah. Angel wouldn't have heard it anyways. 
Um, so Bowler then takes out Betts' rubber tires and uh, grabs the dynamite, but he drops it into the car. Firefingers. Yeah. So they jump out, boom. And uh, Juno breaks off and escapes, gives up the chase. Uh, Comet shows up. Any thoughts? Any comments here? Pretty much saves the day. Yeah. I, I just thought it was weird, the, uh, just the shot that maybe they wanted it that way or they chose to use it, but, like, the horse keeps headbutting Bruce Campbell in the face as he's trying to deliver his lines, like, violently. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Campbell looked annoyed in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, buddy, well, ow, stop, I'm trying to take lines. <laughs> <I'm> perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, you do it like three or four times didn't Bruce Campbell say in his autobiography that working with horses was like hell I can't remember I think he did I think he was like he said that working with horses was like really unpredictable mm. yeah I'm sure that's the same for most animals yeah um so yeah Comet uh and Briscoe give chase to Juno on the motorcycle oh this <laughs> what sorry go ahead no you go <laughs> Oh. Is this the scene where the guy laughs like uh, the garbage day guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the weirdest scenes too. Yeah. He just you just get shots of him laughing, then back at Briscoe, then him laughing. Yeah. Back at Briscoe. <laughs> do you guys know that internet meme that Mel just mentioned, the garbage day one? No. I think I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Where the it's like a I think it's a it's like a really bad. It's movie. a clip from like like a horror Christmas movie part two or something like black Christmas two or something silent night, deadly night two. That's it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this guy's carrying a garbage can out to the street and he looks up and there's a guy across the street on the other side. And he just, the guy goes garbage day. And then, <laughs> and then the guy with the, uh, with the garbage can goes, no. And the guy, <laughs> and the guy across the street shoots him. And then he goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's just it's just so totally random but anyways Juno was laughing in a very similar manner are you gonna if, look it up I'm now? gonna see if I can just play the audio yes well they gotta see it though it's pretty yeah maybe great. you guys should look it up for yourselves right now it's only it's really short I'm, I'm already distracted by the Michael Fassbender tumbler <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> and this quote that I'm gonna post Why is he laughing? Anyways, it's the same kind of laugh. It's just... So, what, what's the name of the movie? Uh, just... Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. Garbage. And how how does Garbage Day relate to the I've, holiday? I have no idea. Okay. I... Not, there's not even any snow on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, what's this? Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you- <laughs> <laughs> There's some Fassbender facts in the Do you want, uh, do you want to read that, Matt? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Matt A, do you want to- uh, Oh, yeah, sure. Well, <clears throat> I found this on a- Actually, it was a Michael- There's a couple of Michael Fassbender tumblers. And this one is uh, called Fuck Yeah McFassy. <laughs> to say, uh- <laughs> it's a James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Tumblr, oh, wow. all their X-Men appearances. Anyway, okay, so I found this quote from Sarah Paulson, the actress. You may know her from American Gothic or American Horror Story. But she writes, 
Michael Fassbender is a man. He just looks at you and you want to take your clothes off. <laughs> Let me just say this. Once, he kissed me on the mouth to say hello, and I almost fainted. <laughs> the kiss was very platonic on his part. I could smell what he had for breakfast in the morning. You know what I mean? He could eat a pile of shit and it would smell good on him. <laughs> Sorry. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard on various podcasts that like people talking about him. He's very well endowed as well. (laughs) He's oh yeah, watch the movie Shane and you'll see how well endowed he is. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Um, that's about him. (laughs) He's not in this episode. (laughs) Um, Maybe he should be. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yes. I want to see a young Michael Fassbender from the 90s. Yeah, that'd be funny. Anyways, yeah, back to the Juno laughing and looking back. He just is... He pulls down his uh, his bandana and he laughs open-mouthed, like, so wide. You know, he's go- totally going to swallow a bug. <laughs> <laughs> um, Didn't your dad swallow a June bug one time? Uh, yeah. Wasn't he riding his he bike He was riding a bike and it went far enough down where he couldn't get it back up and he just had to swallow it and he could feel uh, it crunching gross. all the way down. Yep, pretty gross. That's why you wear something over your mouth when you're on the bike. <laughs> Close your mouth! Don't keep it closed, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I get very nervous in television shows when characters are driving but they're not paying attention to the road. <laughs> Yeah, you just know something like this is going to happen. I know. Oh, please, just, please watch the boat. Please stop turning around. Show. Yeah. <laughs> this was totally a Toonses moment, if you know that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no cat, though. Yeah. Oh. Juno turned into Toonses. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he goes flying off the cliff. If you, if you look closely, though, just the motorcycle goes flying, and he kind of falls off just like the first five five feet or so the first stops. okay we watched this about five times this whole like <laughs> fall, motorcycle falling down the cliff the first two times i saw it i thought i thought that he was like attached to the motorcycle and it was just tumbling down with him like grafted to the motorcycle. you thought they had pinned a dummy onto the yes. handles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been funny i know <laughs> but instead he just basically falls like right at the top of the cliff and he stays there yeah and then the bike goes and then and when, Campbell delivers his monologue, monologue straight to him at the bottom of his feet yeah he would be right there but yes. we don't see him he can hear you you know yeah yeah Briscoe quips that those motorcycles need a brain because mm. Comet knew to stop before the cliff and we never never hear what happened to Juno like if he died if he lived I don't know what's the oh he died yeah you think yeah with the track they mentioned they mentioned what happened to them all though did they Bowler and Briscoe like yeah did they say he died I don't remember (laughs) I hope he died well with the track record what it was so boring nobody really cared Uh. (laughs) (laughs) slap yourself a few more times (laughs) (laughs) no caressing (laughs) stop caressing (laughs) um so Katrina made Briscoe a belt buckle? Yeah. They both did. Why does it really been Briscoe? Yeah. <laughs> Let me stick it to you. How come <laughs> How come Bowler doesn't get a belt buckle? Yeah. Or like a He was the one sitting in the sidecar. <laughs> yeah. They used Bowler's sidecar to make a belt buckle for Briscoe. That's just not fair. Shafted. They should have used the actual motorcycle to make a belt buckle for Bowler. Alright, so Bowler's got connections with Area 51 or something with the government. I don't know. But the orb got to where it was going. 
Uh, Socrates comes from motorcycles and they're all in one, one piece and he's happy. Um, it's pretty then, impressive. You mean uh, the professor's work? Yes. It is. Yeah, he's some sort of genius, that guy. <laughs> I want to know what other upgrades you made to them. Mm. Um, he put a GPS in there. Uh, so Comet comes in and I don't know. He's going to kill Briscoe if he ever gets on a motorcycle again. <laughs> so that means that's the end of any motorcycles ever on the show. Yep. Good. <laughs> uh, did anyone have any notes you didn't get a chance to get out there? So Bowler's not a risk taker. What do you mean? Well, he doesn't want to be on a motorcycle because it's unsafe. Yeah. But he does throw himself off cliffs. Yeah, that's true. Kind of inconsistent. I feel like in general he's not a risk taker. Depends on how much money's involved, I think. True. Yeah, he wasn't getting paid to ride those motorcycles. <laughs> but he was gonna get uh, the reward from the the bounty on their heads of like those outlaws. He probably would have rather done it the old-fashioned way, though. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of impossible. So we haven't seen the professor since No Man's Land, right? Yeah. I'm no. trying to think if there was a scene where he, he, Briscoe, Bowler, and Socrates were all in the same scene together. Um, there must have been, because they were all in that episode, weren't they? But, Socr- but if Socrates was in the No Man's Land, he may have just been in like the introduction, where he says to Briscoe, hey, I need you to do this. Go get the tank back or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. I was thinking Socrates brought him into town, but that was the professor. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he's never met Socrates. I don't know. You guys want to rate it? Who's got a rating ready to go? I'm ready. Um, I thought it was kind of so-so. The coming things were they're cute and funny, but <laughs> Juno wasn't that great of a character. Professor Professor's always welcome in the show. Sisters, I gave it seven out of ten. Sea blue mirrors. All right. I feel like you rated that pretty high. Hmm. I mean, for what you guys are saying about it. I guess you used the word cute many times, so. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to lower it, or are you sticking with your seven? I'm sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> you want to go, Caitlin? Sure. I'm going to give it seven out of ten nitrous-powered steel horses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was an okay episode. I, a lot of the jarring things, like the music... I didn't really notice. I was okay with it. It was a fun episode. I think there were a few too many coming things, and yeah, the villains weren't all that dynamic or engaging, but it was an okay episode. Um, Matt, what do you think? I I feel bad. I wrote this. I rated this episode really high. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Uh, I give it nine and a half. Well, okay. Um, yeah, nine and a half. Immolated Briscoes. <laughs> Where did it lose the half point just for the uh, music? Was it well, things? sure. <laughs> Both. So why, why so high? I just felt like this had a lot of really cool individual moments, like the interrogation scene and the, the seeing the German sisters again, and the I don't know the feel of the of the, the bikes. I know you guys didn't like the bikes. I, as I said, I kind of got a Mad Max vibe from that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I didn't I like the villains. Cool. No, but it, I don't know it. It seemed like it was paced pretty well, and I liked that the orb was in it, but it wasn't really about it. it just felt true. like a, kind of like I a would bigger like to, episode. Sorry. Yeah. I want to no, give no. it actually an extra point because of that 
point about the orb, how they like managed to include it in the episode, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't like the focus of it. So what's that bring it up to eight? Yes. Eight. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I had this originally at a six. I'm gonna go up to seven as well. I mean, it had a weak opening. I felt the first half was kind of slow, and the music was bad, and the villains were weak. But there are so many great moments with the good guys in the show. Like everything we had with all of our heroes was really fun. I thought. Um, so I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Crotch rockets. Bell. I can't go the same way as you guys. No. <laughs> because because this episode basically bored me to <laughs> sleep literally to almost twice yeah were there any pre-existing conditions there <laughs> usually there are with mel what did you done that day what did, what did i done <laughs> i said what did you do- had you done oh <laughs> um did you drink any wine no no bad day? no yeah. probably <laughs> <laughs> were you having um, the sun a long time maybe <laughs> if it was maybe it was delusional <laughs> but i'm going to give it a Five out of ten hot shoe wings. Ooh. Yeah. With green apples. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah, the villains are weak. And probably the worst villains and that stupid hillbilly guy. Yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah, and it was boring for the most part. There was some good parts about it. You guys are right. And yeah, the motorcycles were interesting, but they could have been more interesting. And they could have been... I don't know. I feel like anytime the the villains were on the motorcycles, I felt like they were just riding around showing off on them. That's all they ever did, really. That's what mm. I felt. I don't know. Um, I hate motorcycle show off. They, they robbed a bank and got away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't great, though. It was just a lot of, like, showing off on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going right. to stop complaining now. Okay. <laughs> I feel like in episodes where they start it with a conversation that we end up not liking them, they turn out maybe to be a little more boring episodes for you guys. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what the key is for a good episode yet. I think for me, as long as there's a couple scenes that I really enjoy, that's enough to make it a good episode. Mm. You okay. don't have a high bar. <laughs> you, Sorry. Do you remember what your least favorite episode was so far? Um, no, actually. This is probably one of the orb. I think it was the orb scholar. Oh. I have to say, I'm with you there, Matt. A because I feel like I'm a little more critical on the podcast. These guys normally, I I don't have high bars. I love good cheese anytime <laughs> too. So. Mm. Very accepting. <laughs> huh. That's good. We need people like you on this team. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got uh, Mel and I, the cynics. Uh, Caitlin's the one who's just happy-go-lucky, and Will is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Caressing his face. <laughs> uh, all right. So, high points, low points. Who wants to go? I'll go if nobody go? else right. wants. Just go, Mel. Go. I already mentioned my my low point several times, but it's that stupid peach eating, wagon hiding hillbilly Disney sidekick guy. Okay. Just any scene with him in it? No, I can't do it. Can't do it. Okay. What about your high point? My high point was when the uh, when uh, Juno uh, rode his motorcycle off the cliff. Because <laughs> 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 that scene made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way the motorcycle fell from the cliff. 
<laughs> yes, that was great. Yeah. All right, who else wants to go? I'll, I'll go. Okay. My high point was the interrogation scene. All right. I just thought it was really funny, and I like the German sisters. Yeah. Low point. I don't know if I have a low point. Not a, not enough good bowler moments in this episode, I find. You should use that. <laughs> yeah, there's a Robin, limited, Robin will vote for it. There's a limited amount of bowler moments. Yeah. <laughs> Robin will vote for you for sure if you use that. No, I actually think there was enough. There was, you know, a good amount of bowlers. Okay, here's my low point. The scene where the villains were just having a conversation. Yeah, that happened a couple times. No. Yeah, well, the, the specific... Which one? lose Matt? Just all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, I'll just write, villains having conversations. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Will, what do you got? My high point is Briscoe and Bowler riding in the bike together. Aww. <laughs> and my low point, I had trouble pinpointing one, so I just went with the Socrates scene of him losing his job. Him losing his job? Oh, yours are really heartfelt, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're really sweet. Oh, I have no heart. <laughs> Aww, don't say that. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's a little prune. <laughs> <laughs> and it grew three sizes that day. But inside that prune is a gold nugget of delightfulness. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, this prune grew into a plum. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, got, it reversed somehow. Yeah. It got hydrated. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Caitlin? What's your high and low? Uh, okay, I I get to actually team up with Bad A for my low point. Okay. I didn't enjoy those building cover. They're just bickering is okay, but it was like too much bickering amongst the villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And let's see for my high point. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to go with um, the whole uh, scene when Briscoe is like, "Oh, how'd you do it, Bowler? Come on, give me your secret." <laughs> <laughs> Briscoe amazed by Bowler's tracking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my low point is the ass joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my high point is Bowler wants a TV slash mirror porno thing. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which I guess is wrapped up in the interrogation scene. So. You just like that joke. It's like that part specifically. <laughs> I just like how he's like he like almost caresses it. He's like, I want one of these. <laughs> uh, all right, so quote time. Um, I'm gonna jump in first here because I don't have too many. Neither do. Uh, I usually do bowler, so I'm gonna do someone else. <clears throat> this is the professor. I'll stay here and uh, protect the women. <laughs> They didn't and then have, they give them a look. Did they? I was going to say, yeah, did they have a reaction to that? Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they should, yeah. Who <laughs> else wants to go? All right. I will quote. This is quoting Bowler. As soon as I find it. Oh, yeah. Someday I want one of these windows in my house so I can turn it on at any time like a lamp and watch stuff like this. Mel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you got one? I always have quotes. Mm. That's a good quote. <laughs> yeah, I remember when somebody said that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was Comet, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should have a Comet go every episode. Yes. <laughs> so, like, come on, 
guys. Imper- impersonating a horse is pretty delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so you do in your spare time? <laughs> yes, I practice. Practice in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Somebody else want to go while Mel's yes. looking? This is. Uh, yeah, this is from Mel's least favorite scene. Huh. <laughs> I seen the lips move, but I don't understand the words. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a quote from that stupid guy. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of wagon, I don't know, but it was a fast one. <laughs> <laughs> he was full of good quotes. Yeah. yeah I was annoying. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? You just wanted to crush him with that wagon all over again. Yes. <laughs> 70 miles per hour? We ain't never gonna see that thing! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did anyone else not go? I didn't go. Uh, what kind of gang is this, Dawkins? He can't hear, he can't speak English, and you can't explain what we're after. Does seem pretty uh, ragtag. <laughs> Here's another bolder one. Well, Dirt talks to me, Briscoe. Oh, yeah, I had that one. <laughs> I like how he explains that the, the it was like a mother bear, like, what was it, a what pregnant mother bear with pregnant twins. with twins? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's from the dirt song. Yeah, it's great. That's pretty amazing. I like the hang on to your bowler bowler quote. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was adorable. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Okay, so feedback time, if we're all out of quotes. Never. So here's one we got. We got this, um... From, uh, we got this last week, actually, and it was early. So here it is. It's from somebody on Twitter, I believe. Let me just double check their handle. It's like a Bruce. It's like a Bruce Campbell Twitter at F yeah Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, the Twitter handle, I believe, of this person. Does uh, somebody want to read it? I don't mind if nobody else wants to. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> Uh, you can leave that. Okay. This episode is just... A, this ep... Oh, oh, never mind. Maybe I shouldn't read it. <laughs> this episode is just a pure gold, old-fashioned, good old-fashioned Briscoe adventure of the week plot. You get a lot of the show's classic elements, giving us a classic Briscoe origin story for a famous invention. In this case, the motorcycle. And we see Professor Wickwire invent the sidecar. Another member of the Bly gang to capture, this time Juno Dawkins, who wants to lay hands on the motorcycle's prototype, and the classic Briscoe and Bowler-related daring do and slapstick. Get that thing out of my face, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Shut up. <laughs> I, just op- I just opened a program over what she was reading. It sounded bad. <laughs> Get that thing out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, where was I? <laughs> and slapstick, yeah. Toss in a cameo from two beloved cameo characters, the Schwinky sisters, in fine form. Yes, they were. <laughs> and you end up with an episode that's fun to watch, if not particularly memorable. This is one of the first episodes where Briscoe and Bowler team up as partners. I wouldn't say that, but, well, maybe officially. Yeah. Yeah. Following the sensible advice Dixie Cousins gave them in Deep in the Heart of Dixie. And it's a lot more fun, in my opinion, to see them bounce off of one another as friends versus them being rivals. I agree. I think, though, that they would have had to be rivals to become friends. It still it makes it more interesting that way. Yeah, they should have probably been rivals for a longer amount of time. But they... <laughs> Really, they, they kind of became friends after, like, before even ten episodes was up. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but five. they probably knew that the show was not going to last. Well, I don't know. Hmm. 
pro- probably the biggest flaw Steel horse- Horses possesses is it's is that it's completely disposable. It sort of moves the Orb storyline along, but it doesn't do so in a particularly memorable way. And while the Briscoe Bowler motorcycle chase is a fun visual, it sort of happens, then it's over. This is a mid-level episode, but that definitely doesn't mean it's bad in any way. Cool, thanks. I disagree. You disagree? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> thanks, F. Yeah, Bruce. So this one's from Victor, who wants to read Victor. Do you want to take that, Will? Sure. At last, the long-awaited return of the Schwenke sisters. Mm-hmm. And if the sisters are in town, can Professor Wickwire be far behind? It seems Katrina and the lecherous professor have somehow developed a meaningful relationship. <laughs> Other stuff happens, too. There's something about stolen motorcycles going on. But more importantly, the girls are performing on stage at the Horseshoe Club, learning <laughs> how to make door latches. Oh, that's what it was. I'm sorry, I got distracted by my phone. Um <laughs> <laughs> This involves lots of banging hammers on anvils and flexing of biceps by the prettiest blacksmiths in all the West. <laughs> and their outfits aren't exactly 19th century either. <laughs> Briscoe and Bowler catch one of the motorcycle thieves, but they can't interrogate him because he only speaks German. Let me see. Who else do we know that speaks German? <laughs> so the girls are called in to persuade the motorcycle bandit to talk. An extreme version of Good Cop, Bad Cop follows, in which Ilsa softens him up, and then Katrina beats the snot out of him. <laughs> Bowler watches all of this through the professor's invention, the see-through mirror, and remarks that he wants one for his house. Will we ever see Bowler Manor, or will it always <laughs> be like the inside of Snoopy's doghouse, often talked about but never seen? <laughs> Actually, there is an episode of... I did see the inside of Snoopy's doghouse. Did you? Yes, one of the cartoons, one of the Charlie Brown cartoons. Is it way better? Had an in episode. There it was be? awesome in there. But maybe I dream. Maybe I dreamed it up in my childhood <laughs> imagination. But it was amazing in there. It was like huge. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I did. Okay. <laughs> Soon the thief sings like a canary, and Briscoe and Bowler are off in pursuit. The ever gallant Wickwire stays behind to protect the women folk, who said chivalry is dead. The bandits can run, but they can't hide from Lord Bowler because Dirt talks to him. Then there's this big, long chase scene. Rubber tires turn out to be a bad idea, and everything blows up. Way back in the beginning, Sophocles (laughs) (laughs) had gotten fired for losing the motorcycles, so I thought we might finally be rid of him. (laughs) But those all-powerful blacksmith babes somehow managed to bang out new and improved versions of the destroyed motorcycles, so it looks like he got his job back. Brownie face. <laughs> he doesn't like Socrates. Or I mean oh, Sophocles. He hates, he hates Socrates. <laughs> yeah. Why did I not remember that? <laughs> this was a wonderful episode with so much going for it. Wickwire and his uh, Wickwire and his inventions, various coming things, some great lines, Bola showing off his otherworldly tracking skills, Sophocles getting fired, if only for a little while. <laughs> And most of all, those lovely Amazons. <laughs> As usual, the Schwinke sisters add a one-point bonus, so this episode garners nine sexy blacksmiths out of ten. Regards, Victor. Text Victor. Says Victor. I may have pasted incorrectly. <laughs> yes, Thanks, I did. Victor. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. Yeah, he really hates uh, Sophocles. <laughs> oh, I like Sophocles. Although, I don't know. I think I liked him better... When I first watched it, but I still, I don't know. There's still time for him to grow. Yes. Uh, Alright, so now we got an audio feedback from Harold. Do you want to move your notebook there? 
Get that thing out of his face. <laughs> Get that out of my face. Can't help it. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, here's my quick thoughts on Steel Wheels. I watched this episode a few days ago, and basically it was not a very memorable episode. As I, as I look back on it, the only things I really remember is that there were motorcycles in it, the Schwenge sisters were in it, and Comet got the last joke. And unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot more that was memorable in this episode. And unfortunately also... This has become a pattern with uh, most of the episodes in the last uh, half dozen or so for me. Uh, they're not doing enough with this show. And uh, I was led to believe from the veterans that the episodes would only get better as uh, the series went on. Sorry. But we're now somewhere around the midpoint, and instead it feels like uh, the air is coming out of this balloon. So I'm hoping things are going to turn around soon. I'll start making an ascent. Uh, I'll stick with you guys because I'm enjoying your podcast, quite frankly, more than I'm enjoying Briscoe County Jr. Uh, so anyway, I'm giving this one four leaky balloons at ten, and I'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. Oh, Harold, you sound really angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry we lied. We didn't lie. We just can't remember. Really. My memory, my memory though, tells me that I enjoyed this show the more very, very much. The more we watched yeah. it, but. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I mean, we're getting a lot of bad episodes. Yeah. Well, a few. This one was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was okay. No. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're about a third through, I'd say. Not quite halfway. I don't know. Do you guys think it's getting better or worse? I liked it in the beginning, and I still like it. Uh... Okay. I think it's getting better. Yeah. I think it's into a, a kind of a groove. Yeah, it just depends on what you like, I guess, and maybe it's turning into something that Harold doesn't like too much. Well, doesn't Harold like more the Western stuff and not the orb so much? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. But... We did have, like, an orb drought for a while. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we're. I think it's going to get, like, more of, I don't know, from my memory, but again, don't count on my memory because it's horrible. But from my memory, I'm pretty sure we get like a lot more of both of those things. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It took me a long time to get on board with Bowler, but now I'm firmly on board with Bowler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bowler's awesome. Um, all right. So here's one from Danielle. It's really quick. It says, hi, I'm sorry to have to skip this one because I'm on holiday. It's a very, very weak one anyways. All the best, Danielle. <laughs> what, the <laughs> holiday or the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's just know. a weak holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and now we got Seamus, and he says, "Knowledge is power for real." <laughs> I'm not sure what that's in reference to. How many hugs is he gonna give this one? How many hugs? I don't know. Let's see. Hello, everyone. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts on Steel Horses. Oh man, best episode so far. Oh my god, everything I love about Briscoe County Jr. is in full force here. We have no stupid romance, and not that there's anything wrong with romance in television, just not in Briscoe County Jr. So far, anyway, I don't think it ever gets better in terms of romance. Whatever. But the really great part is motorcycles, <laughs> jokes, and the two-way glass. That's basically a joke, more or less, about TVs or maybe porn. Who knows? But anyway, who cares? Because there's... Okay, I'm going to say about one of my favorite parts, and it, it's, a very, it's a very small part. Maybe you guys have talked about it, but when like the bandits or whatever like go in to like steal the money or whatever they're like this is a stick up stick them up i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) it It was so amazing and oh the professor like when i saw special guest star john astin my my heart just sang 
I was like, I think I actually did like maybe like a little dance. I was like, yes, I did a little dance. I did not make a little love, but I did get down tonight. So as it happens, <laughs> and I love the discussion about the coming thing. It's nice to see Bowler getting in on that. And it's just, it's, it's fun. There was some orb, but it wasn't like too weird. It was like, yes, the orb is there, but it doesn't really do anything. So, but it adds a little bit of extra weight. So I'm all about that. And maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed it. But there was that whole thing where it's like, don't touch that lever. And then I guess, I guess they use it as a booster. So I don't remember. I may have like looked away when they did that. I'm sure you guys have answered that. Whatever. Oh God. What else? Okay. Okay. One of the bandits with the glasses had like super nineties hair. (laughs) Like it came out like the part and everything. I'm like, oh, I guess it's the, well, I guess the show is in 1890, right? So technically it is still the nineties. Ah, Briscoe, you clever people behind this show. You like, it's just fun. This is what, this is where the show I think really started to get in the best kind of way, a little ridiculous. And that's what made the show amazing. And that's what still makes the show amazing. It just feels, it feels good. This is like eating a bag of, I don't want to say potato chips because those make you feel bad afterwards. It's like eating a bag of pita chips because they aren't quite as bad for you. And they just make you feel good inside. It's just like, no, maybe it's more like eating pizza because that just makes you feel good. That's what this was. This episode was like a nice big extra cheese pizza. But I've gone on far too long. I probably missed something. But I said all the parts that really matter. So until next time, faithful, amazing intro to Briscoe County podcast Erz. Ha yeah! See ya. <laughs> Uh, Seamus, a whole cheese pizza just for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My mouth hurts from smiling. Stop making me smile so much. (laughs) Seamus is delightful. I love his... uh, He's always got a a new metaphor for what the show is like every time. (laughs) Seamus was hungry when he recorded that feedback. Yeah, I think so. Do you think he ate all those things afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's just stuffing chips, pita chips, pizza, cheese pizza, cheese pizza everything <laughs> in his mouth. Yes. Uh, it's right. one of those weird Ninja Turtle pizzas where you put like chips and pita chips and cheese. Flies and pizza. marshmallows. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, this episode's very polarizing. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we got Moira. Let's see what Moira thinks. I feel like this is a theme anyways. What is? Polarizing episodes. Uh-huh. Hey there, Briscats. It's Moira. Just watched Steel Horses. Um, this was enjoyable for me. We had the professor coming back. As usual, when he tinkers with things, he improves them immensely, which I think is always rather fun. Um, he's still hanging out with the Schwanke sisters, who are their usual sexy selves. Come on, admit it. What man out there would not be happy to be interrogated by that first sister? Right? Come on, admit it. Um, what else? We have Comet being adorable Comet, who has proven that a horse has a brain bigger than a motorcycle's brain. Because <laughs> a motorcycle doesn't have a brain. Um, and we have Lord Bowler, the man to whom dirt speaks. <laughs> he is just the best. So it was, uh, it was a fun ride, literally a ride. Oh, hey, and what motorcycle chase scene would be complete without... A motorcycle with sidecar and we got that so i'm a happy girl so this was a fun romp um and you know i don't really have anything terrible to say about it i thought the suckiest bit you know my low point might be right at the beginning when socrates got this goofiest sad sap look on his face when he gets fired i don't know why 
that irked me. He just, oh, I don't know, because he's being pathetic <laughs> and, and not very useful. So, boo. Um, and I think my highlight is uh, when Comet, um, you know, takes off after Briscoe and ends up saving the day because Comet is the best. So, let's see. I'm going to rate this one. Um, 7 out of 10 accidents waiting to happen. Till next time. Bye. Thanks, Mara. Thanks, Mara. That's another positive vote. Um, all right, so now we got Robin. Who's uh, telegraphing? Uh, what? Telegraph? Somebody's telegraphing somebody else. What do you mean? I can hear, I can hear that. It sounds like feedback. Yes. Sounds like, like the Morse code or something. It's probably because my volume's up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> traveling back in time. <laughs> all right, so here's one. Who wants to read Robin's? I haven't read yet. Okay. Go. <clears throat> hey, gents and dames, these guys fought a tank and motorcycles stunned them? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Kim Manners. I wonder what animals or insects he had to yell at for this episode. Poor Comet. <laughs> That's why Comet was all grumpy at Bruce Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> this Kim Manners yelled at him? <laughs> Probably. I don't, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He yelled at all those cockroaches and X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> he was the director yeah. of this episode. Yeah, damn right, Buller. Screw those people who invented tires. God damn, I love Buller. I can picture Caveman Buller saying, Fire? What the hell would you want with that? That's dumb. <laughs> Poor Comet and Lord Stallion. The sons of Laymarkey scared them with their steel horses. Speaking of, who names the first chapter of a story after the main title of the story? <laughs> I'm so happy the writer of No Man's Land brought the two best things of that episode to this episode. Or should I say the four best things, am I right? <laughs> okay. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. No Man's Land? No Man's Land? Wow, I just got it! <laughs> I love how Bowler is totally disgusted with anything new, except when it's done by the professor. <laughs> Holy crap, Bowler and the professor just invented porn. Fox Mulder would be proud. <laughs> Briscoe, are we dead? Um, he probably should be. What the hell was that, Briscoe? I think he just realized after the piano incident last week that he can do really stupid things and it totally works out for him. <laughs> Why has no one mentioned, mentioned Briscoe's genie? Oh yeah, he kind of does have a genie, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Aw, Comet. I believe in him. Briscoe is so mean to his horse. Lord Stallion doesn't give a shit, though. <laughs> he knows Lord Bowler would never trade him in. He's seen under the lips. <laughs> <laughs> See, Comet has a brain and a heart and courage, and Briscoe is Dorothy. <laughs> okay, I just got a weird mental picture of like Bruce Campbell dressed up as Dorothy. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing. Oh, I think too. Yes, it's really weird. The professor would be Tin Man, who's used alchemy to turn all of his limbs into metal. Yes. Aw. <laughs> Bowler makes side carts look badass, especially in those shots where they are obviously sitting still in front of a projected screen. <laughs> yes. I'm glad the motorcycle episode is over. Too noisy. I like Briscoe clip clop, not Briscoe vroom vroom. <laughs> Where's my ass? No! Uh. Don't, Robin, don't! The worst joke. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I like I like getting his thoughts as he goes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we've got two more emails here from Whoa. Matt A. Their picks of what? Oh, he made those gifts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
You gotta. Oh my god, you gotta awesome. post this. I had to do something when I was sitting here. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the running gif. You need to make a gif of like the what's this Juno falling down the hill. The oh, like motorcycle. yeah. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, we gotta put all those on the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. And is it that easy to make gifts? I've never done before. Yeah. I yeah. I, yeah, I figured out a way that's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it. No, me neither. Um. All right, so thanks for the feedback, everyone. We love our feedbackers. We do. Uh, the next episode is called Mail Order Brides. What's this one about, guys? What's going to happen? Bowler orders a mail order bride to go with this new house? <laughs> oh, to match. Yeah. <laughs> matchy, matchy. I can't imagine him going to the effort of actually, like, getting a bride himself so he'd order one in the mail maybe he's got like a theme to his house like say he's got like a european theme so he orders oh. a european mail order bride hmm. like from the basque region or something yeah sure <laughs> i thought maybe they might get like each get a, a mail order bride including comet <laughs> and lord stallion i guess <laughs> an arabian yes this is not order in the life <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, what do you think is going to happen, Matt? I, I'm, I don't know. I'm picturing that uh, maybe some woman shows up at Frisco's door. Well, he doesn't have a door. Bowler's door, I guess. Shows up at the motel. Shows up at the wrong wrong place, and I'm here, and oh, you're not. Who are you? And yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or they have to pretend to be married or something. Oh. Or they'll like go into it as if we should already know who this woman is. No, we better not. Mm, I can see a good con being associated with male or bride. Mm. Um, I think I kind of remember what this one is about, so I won't say anything. Good. <laughs> yeah, don't be spoilery, Matt. Uh, okay. Um, so my interest is peaked. Yeah, it's peaked. It's peaked. So, uh, and that's that. I'll get from there. <laughs> so what uh do you have anything to plug yet matt yeah let me give you a website address here deadwoodcast.blogspot.com oh. you uh you got that started it's uh just in the planning stages but i wanted to get it out there okay. so if anyone's out there thinking about starting to watch the show mm-hmm. hey hold off participate in the podcast next year cool we totally will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have better. We have that ability now. We have the ability. <laughs> yes, because someone gave us uh, the series. <laughs> A special someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. And, Thank you. Uh, thanks for filling in. Uh, whoever we had scheduled couldn't make it. Um, I'm not sure if uh, like a lot of people signed up like right at the beginning. And I'm not sure if they're all still watching, so I, this might happen a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of people were like all gung ho. They're like, "Oh, me, me, me! I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, watch sh- along and this show sucks." Send them to watch the show and they change their minds. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, we'll see. I'm in it for the long haul. I promise you. Yay! <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> you can help us plan our Michael Fassbender episode. Yeah. Yes. Right, we're so, gonna have to figure it out, guys. We're gonna have to figure out what we're watching. I, I did not approve. Maybe this we yet. Ma- no no you're gonna <laughs> maybe it's gonna be like just like a YouTube clip of like best Michael Fassbender moments, <laughs> and then we just review that. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> They're all from Shane. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know who's in that? Shame. The the actress from Sleepy Hollow. 
haven't seen. You watch that show? No, I haven't seen that. Oh. One. It's quite good. I, I'm interested in it. Is that like a modern Sleepy Hollow or is it peri- uh, period piece? Uh, it's modern, but he, but uh, the character Ichabod Crane comes uh, back from the past. What? <laughs> Wakes up in modern times, so a lot of it's quite amusing. His little hmm. interactions. Travel. That's kind of interesting. You're gonna love it. It's time travel. It's from the guys who did Fringe. Okay. So uh, John Noble's in it too. Ooh, I better watch this. Yeah, I was gonna say that would probably interest you, and if I can, if it's on Netflix or something at some point, yeah, <laughs> I'll watch it. Uh, Will, uh, you got something to plug? I think you do. Uh, yes, down below Babylon 5 Cast, we're doing the season one finale this week, and Ooh. I think it'll really start to pick up in season two. Cool. Anything else, sir? I'm thinking about doing something like really crazy and starting another intro cast, but... <laughs> You're insane. But this one would be for the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Ooh. <gasps> I love that show! You never did finish watching that no, show. No, I've only seen the first, like, three, does, four episodes. Does your brother still have the DVDs? No. He gave them away? No, he just, like, left them behind at my parents' house. Oh, they're <laughs> still there? No, I think they got tossed in the garbage or something. Oh, why would they do that? I don't oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the Terminator franchise. It's probably... Terminator yeah. 1 is probably my favorite movie. All right, so that'll be cool if that happens. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening in the... Uh, this week and uh, we'll see you next time for uh, not sure the episode number but it's called Mail Order Brides see everyone bye bye thanks for joining us folks be sure to tune in again in two weeks time for the next exciting episode in the meantime Please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbriscoe at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbriscoe. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at introbriscoe, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbriscoe.blogspot.ca. Here's Alan Thick. Sitting